0: Welcome to Here and Now podcast. I'm Heather. And I'm Sophia. We bring you the stories, the heart, and the humor needed for this journey called life. Join us each week to hear the conversations of a mom, that's me, and a daughter. That's me. And the stories of where others hear God's voice as he brings truth, beauty, and good in their lives right now. This is Here and Now podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to thank the sponsor, Every Secret Sunday. Every Secret Sunday's Mass book contains the full Mass readings for each Sunday and solemnity in the liturgical year. With thick paper and a clean, crisp layout, each page is ready for underlining, highlighting, and note-taking. I love using my journal to prepare before Mass and using it as a space to journal during Mass. Sometimes it might be something that the priest said in the homily or something God placed in my heart. But I know that the book is the perfect place to record all of those thoughts. You can use code here and now for 10% off your mass journal at everysecretsunday.com. Once again, that's here and now, H E A R, and now for 10% off your journal. Let's get into the episode. Welcome back to the Here and Now podcast.
1: This is episode 103. We're talking about a few things today temptation, detaching, and hearing God's voice and how that all ties into the new ministry of this podcast. Hey, Sophia, how are you doing? Hi, mom. Good. How are you? It's good. It's beautiful out here today. We've I'm already jealous. seen ladybugs and wasps and bumblebees and wind and like 70 degree weather. So
0: oh, spring is the I'm jealous. Air. It's pouring out today. It's very gloomy. I could not get back to my dorm because I was slipping around so much. <laughs> Loomy in the ohio valley area (laughs) yes it is we had one beautiful day this week but unfortunately i was not able to be outside as i was dancing for 12 hours straight to raise money for charity so that's a
1: beautiful thing
0: i'm quite tired but i bet you it'll
1: take forever once you start doing those all-nighters for studying for dancing for having fun I'm
0: good. <laughs> never again. Hopefully, you someday catch up. You were, you slept almost all day Sunday. And I we did. That day. is so mm-hmm. unusual. I don't like that. I like being productive during the day. Sleep is for nighttime. And when I came back to my dorm and it was bl- like bright outside, I was so confused. Like, why am I going to bed at seven a.m.? It was so weird. So I'm never doing that again. First and only all-nighter, unless yeah. we do this again this next year. So <laughs> you slept until three thirty yes I, I did took- oh my yes. gosh that was crazy and I'm still tired I'm still feeling the after effects of that but it was so worth it it was so much fun um and it was a great transition great tradition to start at friends the skin so that's that's awesome it was like a letting a, a letting sacrifice for sure to like to stay up and do it you know oh, well, that's clever to stay up and dance is a sacrifice stay up and dance yes. yeah
1: so we have just shared about our awesome sponsor the every sacred sunday yes and i love that helps really i'm a big journaler anyway did i say Mm -hmm. that (laughs) Um, this book is really uh, really amazing and how it just kind of keeps you on a path every sunday right yep only they had one so organized for every day of the week but could you imagine oh my gosh it would be so big be huge That's why we just use regular notebooks in my world when I do the (laughs) reflect on the gospel. Um, So tell me about your homily listened to this weekend. I think you had to go to mass on Saturday.
0: Yes, I did. I went to the vigil mass on Saturday because I knew that I was not going to be able to go to mass on Sunday. Although some people did because we finished right away um, at eight and mass started at eight. So some people just ended up going right from there. But I've heard reports that they were falling asleep during mass. So I'm glad I went on Sunday. But yeah, these readings were awesome. So it was the first first Sunday. And so in the gospel was Luke uh, chapter 4, verse 1 to 13. And it says, filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus returned from the Jordan. and was led by the Spirit into the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. Um, This reading essentially... Is the premise for Lent. And what we talked about in last week's episode 102 with Kendra. And even I think in 101 the week before is basically, you know, where does Lent come from? And where's the premise of it? It's it's this gospel read where he ate nothing during those days and when they were over, he was hungry. So that's where where the fasting comes from. And if you read down a little bit further, it was talking about prayer, you know, because cause Jesus, like I was saying, Jesus was led by the spirit into the desert intentionally. To be tempted by the devil, we're, we're going to be tempted during Lent. That's why we give up things so that we can get that practice down of not giving into temptation. You know, that's why we abstain from meat. That's why we fast on certain days, which it was so funny. I was really tempted to have, I was so tempted to eat more on Ash Wednesday, but I was like, no, you can't. And, you know, thankfully the school here is like, good about that. They're like, nope we're closing at this time. So you guys can't eat.
1: <laughs> it was right. great. Yeah. It makes that temptation a lot easier. It does. And, yeah. And that temptation that, you know, we're talking about that with the girls a lot, you know, as they're growing up, you know, maybe mm-hmm. when you were younger, you might remember trying to understand that from your Catholic school days, what are we giving this up for? We talked about that. I think, you know, maybe in one of our previous mm-hmm. conversations in the last few weeks that giving up isn't just, so we can say we're not having sugar or TV or that it, it almost the unites that suffering to, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to feel that suffering, but even more, it's about to unite that suffering with Jesus, but it's also about just learning that we don't need to have the things that we need to have kind of thing. So we're doing this little thing at home and you probably know this where we're, I don't know if I'm going to end up getting to 40 bags, good Lord, but 40 bags, 40, 40, like boxes of things we're trying to detach from things in, in our world. If, you know, kids are growing out of clothes and things that we no longer use and, you know, I was finally putting away the Christmas gifts or Christmas decorations. You know, I told you when I spoke with you about it with Kendra last week that the 25th of February, I was going to have them all away. And I do. <laughs> yeah. And, yay! and I actually, you know, probably used much less this year of my Christmas decorations than I ever have. I, I love all of the things that we have used and have accumulated even more. Let's use that word over the mm-hmm. years. 30 years, your dad and I have been gathering Christmas things, 31 years, things together. And we love that season. We got married at Christmas. We've had two kids in that season. But the detaching from things that, as I was putting things away and reorganizing what I didn't take out, and I didn't do a whole lot of it at this point, but trying to get mostly the things away, I really found myself just feeling like, I don't, there's so much that I don't even have a interest in anymore. And Mm -hmm. then there were some things that, I know is really almost a holding on to it maybe for memory maybe for whatever and we're in this sort of tender time so I don't feel that I'm in a position where I'm just gonna toss things that are giving me a little bit of you know
0: give memory of joy heart.
1: yeah, yeah enjoy, or just mem- tagging it to memories because I think at this point you know with your dad living in this um, mm-hmm. diagnosis that is just an unknown you know, we don't know what ne- next Christmas is going to be like, right? right. So I don't want to just toss away things or give away things just because I want to get my 40 bags together. But I was very, I keep saying it to the girls, what's well, ruthless about a lot of things that <laughs> yeah. I know. There's no sense in saving this. And they've been really amazing about it too. You know, Now I have all the stuff that is heading out the door to donation sites, Yeah, um, clothes, things. And you know, they, they also are seeing that it's becoming this thing for things, right? Things of the world, attaching, you know, worse. I would rather make memories. And I am a person who likes things. I like beautiful things, but if they're not bringing any joy to me and they're kind of becoming these things, almost spending too much time having to put them away or too much time dusting them or too much time right. just him hauling over them, you wonder whether or not they become this idol. And there's that whole idol thing, right? Yeah. So we spent a lot of time talking about detaching this last few days with the girls and your dad and I, and interesting. And I'll bring this story up too, because we, right after he came home from his inpatient rehab, you know, this probably, cause we, I think we talked about this over the phone on the phone this weekend, how your dad is a fashion statement his whole life, right? He always yeah. loves, you know, and actually he probably is more, I, you know, I like comfortable clothes and somewhat of a fashion, but he yeah. just loves clothes, obviously, you know, yeah. but over the years started to wear scrubs for work. So it was, you know, less of a need for him to wear, you know, clothes daily that were mm-hmm. not scrubs or whatever. And if he was working late, he really hardly ever got out of those and came home and That's true. got pajamas and went to bed. So now, holy moly, my laundry is more than ever because now he's working wearing clothes, not just scrubs seven days a week. <laughs> but yeah, I but know. He, the point is when he came home from rehab, we were going through his clothes so that we could make it easier for me to help him, you know, get. Get through what he was choosing to wear each day and what I was helping him with as he was getting himself together in the morning. And he has no desire for clothes the way that he ever did before. Yeah. He wants comfort, obviously, but he also. That's a funny (laughs) statement. (laughs)
0: I mean, he has no desire to wear clothes at you know, all. I guess that, that does sound really awful.
1: Please, folks, that's not what I mean. I'm not going, I'm not going. Um, I'm sorry. It does sound funny. <laughs> he has no desire to worry about the clothes. He cares about looking clean and
0: right yeah. And, yeah. and
1: presentable. And there's days where, you know, we do certain things and he wants to be a little bit dressier. I mean, I'm not shaming him at all. It's just. Yeah. He literally made the statement recently that those things are not important to him. Yeah. And there was a vanity about things that he knows was there. And in this, in this process that he's gone through is as he's been healing from his stroke and, Mm -hmm. you know, he can you know, have a conversation with us on a daily basis about the things that matter and don't matter. And we talked about stuff on the way to the car. Gosh, if I knew, if we ever could just have a podcast for the car rides that daddy and I had. That would be so good.
0: It would be so amazing. Yes.
1: I mean, we talked about this whole thing with marriage and the other day he was funny about, you know, people who often told us that we needed to spend time away from our kids often, and we were not people who did that. And you know, how people need to put the themselves first, or they need to put their wives first or, you know, take care of yourself. And you do need to take care of yourself, but not Mm -hmm. to the point yourself becomes your own idol. And then you keep God first in the, you know, and he said, God's first. And it's so funny to hear him say that, isn't it? I know. know? (laughs) God's first. (laughs) I know. It's just come such a long way. Um, Yeah. But hearing, but hearing that, he can detach from those things or the, your sister's detaching, or I've detached from the things that, you know, matter in what we thought mattered really opens our space for God to fill into those spaces more. Right. Absolutely. So take away the, the oh, I got to get this folded. I got to get this done. I got to look at that. I got to hold this. And instead it takes time to just really quiet the noise. That mm-hmm. not so much your space, because that doesn't mean that you need to clear out your spaces of everything, but just to clear out the space of things that don't allow God show up or where you can't hear him among the mess, if that makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Two things. The first one is I've had to detach a lot by living away from home I've had to detach from the comforts and the the ease of doing the things that I want to yes we have a car here but it's harder to get places it's not I'm not easily able to just like flit around like I would at home when I was doing online school because I, I wasn't bound to a schedule and if you know me you know I love to be busy I love to have a schedule I love to just be on top of things all the time but It was a bit of an adjustment for me to like have to let go of that. And there's even certain amenities that are not available here. Like (laughs) Chick-fil-A, we always use that as an example. Like the closest one is not, it's not even close. It's like 45 minutes away. Same thing, like Target and all of those things that I'm used to having, at like my fingertips um, are not here. So it was like a detachment of like that comfort that I had to get used to. It was a great spiritual practice for me though, like Can I replace my time that I would normally be doing those things with something else? You know, not necessarily, yes, like of course, praying and that kind of thing. But sometimes, like, God also wants you to take care of yourself in other ways too. Mm -hmm. You know, like, can I be filling this time with, I don't know, just sitting and watching a show or going to mass or something else? So there's a lot. There's a lot for me to kind of realize that. And it's not just a Lenten thing. Like, but at the same time right now too, like detaching from like what I would normally be doing during spring is like going on walks with you guys and going and spending time outside and just, I don't know, I'm doing all of those things. So detaching from a routine is something that I've found has been very interesting for me, detaching from one routine and attaching to another. So I can see that. Um,
1: that, yeah, because you're, you're very, we were somewhat routine oriented in some way, as much as we're very spontaneous people, yeah. we have routine, you know, and we still have that routine in, in many ways as we are, you know, homeschooling and getting your dad back and forth to where he mm-hmm. needs to be every day of the week or the few days a week where he goes where he does. And I often had before September had a time where I would run out to mass in the morning or run to adoration and I'm trying to. You know I, I guess almost as I had I mentioned that I don't get there as often. I did get there on Friday because of the way the schedule worked out, which yeah holy moly.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about strong. that in here.
1: We'll talk about that in the part in the little segment <laughs> hearing God's voice. Yeah. Uh, it it the, it's real detaching from that almost perseverating that I need to go, I need to go, I need to go, I need to go. Need to go. We've talked about exactly, that,
0: right? and I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna comment on that too. But yeah, it's just the the whole thing about detaching too is like one thing we have to keep in mind is like we can't make it so we can't become so detached that nothing else matters anymore. Mm-hmm. Like things still do matter. Like you still have to continue on with your life, and you know, you just it's just more detaching from the dependency on those kind of things rather than the, the things themselves which yes both are good but people who are detaching from their phones are not necessarily going to like burn their phones and never touch them again like they're just going to detach from like the consistent dependency and um just a constant like like you're saying the constant perseverating like i need to check my email i need to do this i need to do all of that
1: and that can even apply to the mass, right? Obviously, we are right. not going to detach from mass and the need to fulfill our um, obligation for, for the sacraments, right? Right. I am, you know, Saturday was a first Saturday and I I often loved going to Saturday, first Saturday mass, it's a devotion to Mary mm-hmm. and I really wanted to go. And a very love beloved friend said to me, then watch it on, watch it on television. You know, that this is a place and that you are not, you know, or not television, but you know, whatever, look it up. Look, there's plenty of churches that do things online.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: she said, well, then just do that on online, you know, and it's somebody who I fully respect and love her advice as far as the Catholic faith is concerned. Right. Her, her theology and dogma are on spot on. And you know that I don't need that permission per se, but it was something to just say, stop going, I can't get there I'm, and be impatient with the fact that I'm in that space where I can't do what I'm doing. I am thrilled with the ability to go when I can, but it doesn't yeah. mean that I'm doing something wrong when I can't. It's just a matter of not connecting only from the place of being angry about, fill it with some other thing that I can do as a, as a sacrifice or as a, a gift for God, if that makes sense, um, praying the rosary or doing something else, or even serving the people that I'm in front of, you know, when mothers exactly. are young, they can't go to mass when you were younger, I wasn't able to take you to mass as early as often when you were younger, you know, except when you were in school, or, you know, whatever, I would meet you at school mass, and mothers don't always have the ability to do that and go sit quietly in adoration if their babies are climbing all over them or crying, or if you're yeah. sick, or whatever. So, you know, it doesn't become this thing where you have to almost become a person with you know too much, what's that religiosity of sorts? So well,
0: yeah, you know, scrupulosity, scrupulosity. Too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all, um, it's all very interesting. It's like finding that balance. I found a lot of things. I find a lot of things come back to the 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 key of balancing everything. Like you don't want to be too engaged in prayer that you neglect your responsibilities. So it's like the balance between the both of those. Like how are you, how are you doing both? How are you balancing your spiritual life with your physical life? And mental and every, every other aspect that there is to life. And
1: I remember doing a um, prayer group during Lent uh, a bunch of years ago, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, and it was run by some nuns at the uh, local spirituality center run by the IHM nuns. And at this particular weekly thing that I would attend, I think there might have been a few other women who were not religious sisters, but the, but one of them one of the religious sisters pointed out and said, listen, you're a mom. This is a mom. She's a grandmom. She's, you know, a, a young adult who's also got a job. So she was pointing out the differences among the people in there. And she said, and then we're the not we're the sisters who have, don't have these same responsibilities. So if we're in prayer, it's part of our vocation to be in prayer quite more, a bit more. Mm-hmm. It is not in your vocation necessarily to be somebody who sits and does, reads the morning prayers, the air, evening prayers, the compline at night, you know, you're, you yeah. um, those things might be something you could add in, but no one is expecting that of us. It's a gift if we can add that, but right. If, I, if I'm doing that and I'm doing this, am I challenging this actual vocation of what I've been been called to? Which is, if my kids need to eat dinner at five o'clock, I cannot be doing five o'clock prayers with my unless I'm doing those with my kids. But if they're screaming that they want food, I need to be making food.
0: Exactly. <laughs> right? It's like it's just being called where you are in the moment, too. Like. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to be pulling out your complaint prayers like as you're driving home. That does not, unless you're, if you're listening to it on a hallow, great. But if you're driving and you're reading, that doesn't really work out. So being present where you are in the moment, which is the perfect transition to what we're talking about next, right? Is hearing God's voice in the now. And as you guys know, you're listening to his podcast. Our podcast name is Here and Now, H E A R. And when I first started, I'm always super thankful because that name would never have come to me if it weren't for you and dad (laughs) Um, and your hearing loss let's well let's be real yes of course that just comes after it's fine but yeah my my podcast really did get started for that reason like to be a hearing loss advocacy platform and to share about my life living with hearing loss how am i navigating through life how am i sharing my experiences And, you know, slowly but surely, it grew into talking about faith and it talked about lifestyle. But hearing loss just always had a little bit of peace to that. Like there was just some sort of integration and somewhere in there. And I took a break a couple of months ago before school started. I just didn't feel called to be talking about hearing loss quite the way that I was anymore. And after a lot of prayer and discernment, I decided to invite you to be on as the permanent co-host. And we were kind of talking like, how am I going to transition this so that both of us feel included? Yeah, sure, we can still talk about hearing loss in that capacity from a mother and from a patient perspective, but it just didn't feel right anymore. So as we were talking, you had the brilliant inspiration by the Holy Spirit on how to transition it. So do you want to share about that? I
1: think we were trying to, figure out what was happening just in our life at the moment. And, you know, I I write from that place of, you know, where is God in my life? I like to share how God is working in our life, even when things are really hard. And they were hard when you had your hearing loss journey that, you know, was a long 10-year journey. Yes, you have hearing loss still. You always will be somebody who does not hear unless you put your implants on, but you will probably move forward in life in a very different way now that you have just grown up. And maybe because you have faith in your life, I think you probably, the challenging times, you probably focus on that a little bit. And where is God calling you? You know, just like we, you know, I wrote a blog post right after you and Ian moved, your brother moved to school. He was supposed to go to school a different place. And then at the last minute, he felt very called to hear what God was saying to him. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people often ask me, how was that for you? Especially in the midst of your dad finding out like kind of the same day that we probably were going to need to have surgery within the next few months. We didn't know it was going to be four weeks. It was four weeks and four days or I don't know, maybe a little bit.
0: Yeah, quite literally.
1: Yeah, so we had no idea it was going to come so rampantly, and people ask me how is that for us to have that kind of? I guess you you're just unprepared for that in a way. And I guess my belief is when you when the Spirit calls you, when you hear God calling you somewhere, you better go. Go (laughs)
0: where you're called. Yeah,
1: yeah, where you're called was the name of the blog post, and Sophia probably put that in the blog. But the the and i think that that's just something that we have adopted in our world you know there there're blog posts that i write about in fact the one that i i tagged about dad's for, you know brain cancer when i first first shared it last january if, after we'd been walking through it for almost 6 months i went to a mass on a sunday for some reason i got up out of bed and it was like 7:30 in the morning and i i said i had to go and when i got there it was on a sunday by myself and dad had been going through chemo and radiation, so he wasn't going.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: um, kind of wrote this post about the hearings. You know, John, dad dad was going through the six weeks of can't, of radiation and, and chemo treatment. And when I got there, there was some sort of story about the stairs being done in front of the church and the mm-hmm. priest saying he got up to do announcements and that had nothing to do with the the homily or whatever. I have no idea what the homily was that day. The only thing that I remember is this priest got up and said something about the stairs and people, you can get through this. It's only six weeks. And when I heard that, <laughs> I, I believed that, that was God at that moment. Yes. He was telling the whole church, like people stop complaining that you have to walk across, across the parking lot a little further. <laughs> he was saying that in real life, but yeah. in my mind, it was when God was going, Heather, you can get through these six weeks. And at that point, we were kind of far, you know, not really six weeks into it because this, the blog post didn't come out till January, but that was in the middle of it because I'm thinking, how are we going to do this? And honestly, that was nothing compared to a lot of the other things that we've encountered during this time. But he said that, and I don't even know why I got up to go to mass at 730 in the morning. It was just God, I heard God say it. So like that, coming back to your question, we were talking about this, you know, Doodling, as I often say, when I'm trying to write words and weaving words together. What are we going to do to make this? And I have this great book that I got over the summer. Actually, that's not true. It was last Easter when we went to the beach. Mm -hmm. I we were staying at a friend's house who, you know, offered us a space to stay. And she had this awesome book in her bookshelf called Here and Now by Henry Now. Not here, H-E-A-R, but H-E-R-E. And it's called Here and Now, Living in the Spirit. And this mm-hmm. book, holy smokes, like I ordered it right away. So when we got home, it was here. And this <sighs> book this is all about, you know, joy and laughter. There's about right. birthdays. And and actually at the time I was writing about dad's birthday and mm-hmm. this one chapter I needed to tie up the whole birthday story was like, so why did we come up with it being about hearing God's voice? Because I think that people are often wondering how, I wrote a note about it the other day. How do you know it's God's voice? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I just, I feel like I've just spent my whole life trying to listen for where he wants me to be and moving to that area. If he says, just go here, pick up this stone and put it here. Okay. And then if he says, now pick it up and put it here, like, holy moly, <laughs> just put it there. But we kind of laugh about it. Yeah. But if that's, that's what we need to do, that's what we need to do. And and in order to, to be more open to hard things in life. And you kind of like need to detach from the things that are holding us back so that you can hear where he's calling you. Exactly. And be Exactly. Right.
0: Yeah. That's how all this ties in. <laughs> that's
1: how it all ties in. And yeah. if, um, people want to know, how do you know it's God's voice versus not God's voice? Because, you know, in the, in the garden, didn't he get tempted and, Yeah. And the moment, the other moment when he was talking with Peter and he's like, Satan, get behind me. Was that the reading a couple weeks ago? Satan, get behind me. Because he can use even things that seem very smooth and biblical and gospel to use to sound like. um, So, how do you? I mean, there's just so I know how I can do it. I can discern it for me, but the way that I believe that things feel peaceful. God does not speak to us in anxiety. He does not speak to us in in chaos, if that makes sense. So for me, it's the things that bring me the most peace, even if like brain cancer and stroke recovery of your dad or hearing loss or injured ankle last Ash Wednesday, those things are bringing a struggle. If there's still peace that I'm and grace and mercy to get me through them, then that's
0: God. Absolutely. Yeah. It's something that I pondered for a long time. Like, it's, it's, (laughs) there's a word that I learned in high school, and it's the word decorum is usually just kind of like how somebody presents themselves. And the funny thing is, it's, it's the word that doesn't have a definition, but you know it when you see it. And I feel like that's exactly how that goes for me is like, I can't tell you. I hear God's voice exactly this way, because I never do. It always changes. It's going to be something different. Maybe it's something somebody says, and that's usually the case for a lot of people. Maybe it's through music, maybe it's through scripture, um, or just being present in the moment sometimes, like, and just having this inspiration, which is how this podcast started. I had never considered it. I had never thought about it before, but I'm literally just sitting on the beach one day, not even like, not even praying, not even in a moment. I was like, I should start a podcast. Like that was how that got to me. And to me, that's the Holy spirit moving me where I needed to go. Um, and what you were saying is like responding to that baptismal call of like wherever we're supposed to be in that moment, even though it was hard for me to move five hours away from home to college. I know that I'm supposed to be here because it's right. It feels right. Um, and when something feels right to you, that's God, you know, I got this really awesome opportunity a couple of weeks ago and it just felt right when I first heard about it. Yeah. It's scary um, to think about it, but it's, it's just feels right. It feels where I'm supposed to be. And that's where like God is placing the arrows for you to like follow on to where you're going after that. Um, Cause even if doing such a thing and this opportunity is not the end goal. It's gonna lead me to the end goal, and the end goal, honestly, is heaven at this point <laughs> for everybody. Even though on Earth we have different things that we're supposed to do, the end goal is heaven. So,
1: and our our priest was telling at the mass that I got to go to on Friday because of the way that timing just worked up. And Lent, they offer mass in the middle of the day, which. Yay! <laughs> right. So I kind of situated so I could run over there and he had a homily on Friday and I don't remember the gospel, but he basically was saying about, he was going through this 30 day silent retreat over the summer. I think it was last year to right, finish up right. his spiritual directing coursework that father was doing. And he said that there was a part of his time where you're, you're allowed to actually encounter others and talk to them. And the only thing is that you're not allowed to talk about your retreat with the other retreatants. So he was really frustrated because why would you not want to talk about that, right? Why would you not want to talk about what's happening in your heart when you're encountering God? And I mean, it's just such a great witness to others when you're thinking, wow, this is what's happening to me. I mean, I think sometimes even when, when I write or share, I always am hesitant because I feel like we have, I have such a, um, great relationship with God. Like he's my dad, right. You know, I have great and has always been from the day I was probably, you know, younger than your sister who's 13, or almost 14 Mm -hmm. that I it's just been the relationship I've had. And I don't know why I've been gifted this, but it is the way that I Mm -hmm. have always managed my life. And he said that He was frustrated that he couldn't talk about it, but then it occurred to him with the the gospel on Friday, why that made sense. Because if you're talking about what you hear, and then the other person is not hearing a similar situation, that maybe they're in a different path. Every one of our paths with God is very different. And the way that he wants to speak to us is very different.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, And sometimes it just takes time for people to just be willing to just sit and listen right? And just mm-hmm. listen. And even Friday, sometimes I go and I like to chit chat with somebody afterwards. I didn't even want to do that. I actually just wanted to go to mass and be with God. I didn't even want right. to talk to the priests. I didn't want to talk to any of my ladies that I often see, although they were, they usually go the morning mass that I don't, I didn't get to see them anyway, but right. I just wanted to go in and be with God and walk out. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I sat down, I felt like I sat down and heard my heart just think, Oh, thank God I'm home. And he was like, thank God you're here. I'm so happy you're here. And and that's the kind of, you know, the way that the
0: spirit speaks to us. So do you have something you'd like to share? Well, one thing I will share, because I think that this honestly deserves a part two, that hearing God's voice is something that is always going to be continuing. And never going to stop. And maybe we'll come back for a part two, because I know you had a whole story to share about that. (laughs)
1: Yes, I did.
0: And I will leave you on this um, little prayer that I
1: came out of the the companion for Carol caregivers book that I read every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And it actually happens to be today. It's about a hearing Peter's voice. It's from acts where recognizing Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed instead of opening the door, she ran in with the news. So when you hear somebody's voice, that's so familiar to you, right. Mm -hmm. That you sometimes are so overjoyed that you hear it. Like, you know, when you pick up the phone and you hear your friend's voice or your dad's voice and and you're like, wait, that's my dad. Right. Um, so there's, there's a part about this that talks about the voice, but what the prayer is, and, and maybe we can just leave it at this. Jesus, may I be attentive to your voice that is affirming and full of mercy is the prayer for today.
0: And mm-hmm. you're saying, I know Chasers. it's time for St. Chaser. Today is the feast of, as we're recording this, it's the feast of uh, St. Perpetua and Felicity. And they. there's a whole story about them. And I encourage you to look up their story because they're really incredible. But essentially, they're. Their one quote, looking for a pin, she likewise pinned up her disheveled hair, for it was not that a martyr should suffer with hair disheveled, lest she should seem to grieve in her glory. So take time to embrace your beauty today, either even if you're a man or God is still going to call you to be beautiful in any moment of your life. So those are my two saints for today. How about you? That's your saint. Well, my saint has been really... And
1: I'm not even really realizing that until right now. (laughs) 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 St. Catherine of Siena. Oh, yeah. Her feast is coming up. Okay. Many, 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 many days this week in places. And I know Kendra said that she might have been one of her saints last week. Her birthday is March 25th, first of all. Okay. And I guess her feast day is probably in April, you said. Is Mm -hmm. that right? Okay. But how far April 29th is her feast day, Mm -hmm. but March 25th is her birthday. March 25th was like a big day for us last year with, with your dad MRI. And that was when we first started to realize that, you know, even in December, there was the possibility that something was there, but December, um, January, February, and then March, we were saying, okay, this is probably not scar tissue from radiation, but probably more like tumor. Mm -hmm. And so that was the beginning of, and actually March 25th was literally the last day that I spoke to my mom before she fell. And then we really didn't speak again, I mean, right. other than by her bedside, but yeah. So St. Catherine was a, a mystic patron saint of Italy. Mm-hmm. She was a t- Dominican, which I, you know, have a love for Dominican yeah. sisters. And anything else that you want to tell me about her? And she was named a doctor of the church in 1970. So she's been a doctor of the church as long
0: as I've been alive. So <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, she getting the status of being a doctor of the church is huge. Like that is an awesome accomplishment. I someday hope that I, you, anybody who's listening becomes a doctor of the church. But yeah, I know she's an awesome powerhouse saint. She says something really cool. Be who God meant you to be and you will set the world on fire. Yep, that's it.
1: Yes, every step of the way to heaven is heaven. All the way to heaven is heaven because Jesus said, I am the way. Well, yeah, she always be, be who God meant you to be and set the world on fire.
0: Yep. I think that's the perfect way to end this episode. Yeah, this is good. I think that we need a part two. Honestly, I do believe
1: that we have a couple stories that we wanted to share.
0: And yeah, the next time you guys hear an episode from us, or maybe something else that's coming later this week, um, that will be together in the same room again. For a yes, little stay tuned bit. to our
1: Instagram social media pages. We're going to yes. be trying to trying out something for the rest of Lent. So yeah maybe you'll see us live on Instagram. or something.
0: <laughs> Yeah. If we, if we dare do that. Right. Yeah. So if you guys don't follow us, mom's handle is at house of love and laughter blog. And mine is at Sophia Labano. And of course, those are both linked in the show notes, but thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. Um, don't forget to check out every Seeker Sunday, the sponsor of today's episode, you can use code, um, here and now for 10% off your master journal but I'll see you soon and we'll see see you guys next week, right? Thank you very much, gang. It was good to be with you. You All right, everybody have a blessed week and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.